and welcome to The Recapables, a podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Amanda Dobbins, the culture editor for The Ringer. Today I am joined by Micah Peters. Amanda. Okay, no. Hi. <laughs> I'm so upset. We've been doing this for 15 seconds. I'm so upset. All right. We, I, it's, I have to do that. So that was Micah, Teddy Perkins, Peters. And also today, Justin Charity. Yeah, one take Drake. Yes. In the building. Guys, I need your help. I'm at this big party at Drake's house, and I'm dying. <laughs> oh, man. No, I don't even care. I need a photo with Drake because my Instagram is weak as fuck. I'm just being real. My shit, look, I got Lottie, Lottie, Lottie. Chicken. Lottie, me, chicken. I know exactly which one you're talking about. Uh-huh. Lottie, Lottie, urn. Delete the urn. Oh, yeah, so we can replace urn with Drake. Right. This episode, Champagne Poppy, was written by Ibra Ake and not Justin Charity, but it basically could have been a Justin Charity episode. This, it, it is really serendipitous, Charity, that we have you with all of your Drake feelings on this particular episode of The Recapables. So, could you tell us why? Could you give me the summary of this episode and how you personally connected to it? <laughs> Sure. I mean, you know, the basic setup is that there is a Drake party. The the suggestion being that there's a party at Drake's house. So mm-hmm. one of many Drake's many houses sure. in Atlanta. And so Van and her friends, Candace, Tammy and Nadine, you know, they get all dressed up and, you know, they got mm-hmm. they got a secret code and they go to the caravan and they get in the shuttle and yeah, they they are going to Drake's house for a night uh, out to meet Drake. A New Year's Eve night out to a New Drake. Year's Eve party, right? Just before high stakes, high stakes situation. Breeze past it. We need to acknowledge just right here that the the the, the driver of the Sprinter van the, oh the my God. was was extremely creepy. But anyway, yeah. continue. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, but I that's the basic setup. How I mean, how far you want to go into? Because like the setup is just that. The setup is Drake party. <laughs> I feel like New we Year's should Eve. We about to meet Drake. I, All right? Do you want to do you want to talk about how that how you feel about that? I mean, I'm not trying to meet Drake on New Year's. I will meet Drake. I'll tell you what. I will meet Drake on, like, Labor Day. You know what I mean? Like, you if, if, wait, 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 wait. Why would, you, why would it be, like... Well, it's just, like, Drake is not that high in my priority. Like, I'll meet Karen O on New Year's Eve. I'm okay. not trying to meet Drake. You know what I mean? This is an incredible subject. Who I mean, would like, you meet on New Year's this, Eve this, before this is, Drake? This is delightful. Okay. Oh, you know what? I would meet T-Pain on New Year's Eve. Yeah. And T-Pain, T-Pain comes up that would be so That's much true. Fun. Yeah. That exactly. So at some point, one of Van's friends leaves the Drake party to go to T-Pain's New Year's mm-hmm. Eve party. Yeah. Right. She was smart. Right. And Charity, you would have <laughs> yeah, you would have been with her. We're just going to do awards. We do awards on the Recapables. This basically the whole point of this episode is trying to take a selfie with Drake. And so then hijinks ensue. I feel like I say that about every episode of Atlanta, but this was a particularly there there were a lot of different bits folded into this particular there episode. There were a lot of hijinks. Yeah, there was a yeah, there was a lot of material in this quest to get a selfie with Drake, which I guess is true of of life. Uh, <laughs> so we'll do best scene first. Charity, your best scene. I actually, it's it's a it's a pretty low key scene, but it's sort of like Van gets lost in the basement of, quote unquote, Drake's house, mm-hmm. and starts rifling through these like large mahogany closets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. she just sees like these jackets. Yes. And she like 
instinctively she's just like smelling them and like <laughs> cradling these like these flight jackets. She puts one on and, and she kind of hugs herself with it's it. Very, it's and a very sensual moment. In the mirror too. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just, but it encapsulates like every. It just feels like it encapsulates a lot of women's relationship with Drake. Frankly, yeah. <laughs> like, this is I, this is it. This is the definitive. Like this is what it is like to love Drake. I can confirm that uh, it was quite relatable. <laughs> yeah, charity. It is kind of the. It is both representative of all women's relationships to Drake. And it is sort of, if there is a thesis statement of this particular episode, it's probably that scene. It's Van trying to find, I mean, she's trying to get a selfie to show off to earn, to prove that she's moved on, but it's also... Right, the episode begins with them, you know, like pre-gaming, and she's, Mm -hmm. while everybody else is having a wonderful time enjoying themselves... She is looking at Ern's Instagram story or somebody else's Instagram story that Ern is in. Yes. And all of a sudden, this episode becomes about trying to win the breakup. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which you can definitively win a breakup if you get a selfie yeah. with Drake. I was going to say, again, 1000% relatable. Yeah. Also, would be a great strategy for me. Yeah. Speaking of best scenes, since you brought it up, my best scene, I'm going to go with that opening scene which does involve all the Instagram. And Van describing her Instagram as, like, weak as fuck because it's just, like, kids and a chicken. And also, like, the really <laughs> lengthy conversation about IEDs. Yeah, that's why. That's, that's very that's, realistic. That's, that's actually why I chose it. That was a public service. It was yeah, you still using condoms? Yeah, yeah it was great. <laughs> you keep talking like that, you're going to have child number two tonight. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, I got an IUD to block them KIDs. <laughs> You know what, though? Them IEDs work. Yeah, yeah, they do. Because I changed my shit up after Lottie, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Don't get that copper IED, because that makes your periods worse. What? Wait, no, it does? Mm-hmm. What, but yeah, whatever happened to condoms? Bitch, how old are you? Really? You still using condoms? Damn, are you in high school? Like, you know what? I don't have kids, and I also don't have HPV. Trick. Oh, really? Y'all gonna play me like that? Put that in your condom and fuck it. There was like a specific reference to don't do the copper IUD. I was pleased to see that on television. That was important. Thank you to the people of Atlanta. Okay, Micah, your best scene. Yes, my favorite scene is Darius by the pool when he's. Oh, yeah. So early on in the episode, as soon as they show up to the house, uh, they all, you know, like eat an edible. And Nadine is like at the point of like praying for sleep high, basically. (laughs) So she's out by the pool and Darius is talking to her about (laughs) Bostrom's simulation argument. (laughs) Have you heard of Bostrom's simulation argument? No. Well, basically it just states that uh, future civilizations must have immense computing power. And that if even a fraction of this were to run ancestral simulation, there's a high probability that it would be indistinguishable from reality to the simulated ancestor, i.e. us. What? Your simulation. <sighs> like a sim. And then he's just kind of like trying to comfort her down in, yeah. in his own way. And it's also so great because there's just no acknowledgement of the fact that he witnessed a murder-suicide yeah, in the previous true. episode. No, here's what I was going to say. I it was a nice acknowledgement. It was a gesture of, hey, Darius is okay. We're still in a world where he's here. And that is a, party a different way to read it, yes. And being himself. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> sure. 
It's ridiculous. There's literally no acknowledgement that he's just been through the 40th, creepiest <laughs> minutes of television, like in history, which I'm still not okay with. But it, this it is. It was kind very of, upsetting. Uh, it was very upsetting. <laughs> This is, is. I don't know if I can hold it. Oh, I really don't. This. I wasn't expecting it. Okay. I saw it uh, on the TV guide. How long are you guys going to go? Keep going. I don't know. I'll, I, I'll like, wait. <laughs> I'm here. Okay, I'm done. I'll yeah, stop. I was going to say, this is, I think, the fourth episode that has been not quite a bottle episode, but it's not, the gang is not together. Mm-hmm. But they have been doing really, I, I think, smart nods at, you know, Darius shows up by the pool. Ern is on Instagram, just as Ern was kind of in the back yeah. seat of the car. They're finding it is not plot continuity as we know it on a sitcom, which frankly is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I felt I felt reassured. I thought this was Atlanta saying to me, Darius is Darius is still Darius. That's no, my take. Yeah, I mean, like, I I think that there's also a different way to read it where you could just be like, maybe he just hallucinated the yeah, whole Teddy Perkins episode. Yeah. Which would be such a cop out. But at the same time, it would make sense. I think we'll never know, which we'll, is kind we'll of never we'll know. literally never <laughs> we'll speak never it again. We'll never be able to figure it out. Yeah. All right. The next award. We got to do the best Drake Joker reference. And this is a this is a category that is dedicated to Justin Charity. So uh. it's isn't it nice <laughs> to be among people who love you talking about an artist that you love? Yeah, you know that's that's my da- that's my daily experience. <laughs> really, ringer, really? Not really, you know that's it's, that's just, that's you. Yeah. That's that's what you. That's, of, it's, it's a sort of camaraderie. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like this whole episode was just filled with. It was perfect how many Drake jokes there were. It was and, so good. And I mean, I guess it makes sense, right? Because there's a great piece on The Ringer today by Victor Lukerson, which is just basically about how Drake is a monopoly, which is, I mean, it's a funny concept and it's also really, really true. And I yeah. felt that this episode, in just the amount of avenues in which it was possible to lightly mock Drake mm-hmm. and or make a joke at the expense of Drake fans, it really filled a full episode of television. Yeah. Yeah. It was quite something. Um Charity, what was your favorite? Uh, at once they get to the party, <laughs> there's like a, a but there's a queue outside, and one girl doesn't make it into the party. Even after going through the whole gamut of like getting in the in the the van, crying getting, in the van, right, crying. And, and she also can I just she presents a piece of paper that looks yeah, like it's, it's been like, folded in a back pocket for the better part of a year. And she says it's Drake's signature on it, <laughs> and then Drake personally invited her. All right, who's first? Drake invited me. That's his signature right there. Can I just no, you don't have to call him. I um <laughs> I was supposed to be here not too! I was invited! I swear I was invited! You the you the best! You the you the best! You the you the best! Obviously, best I ever had reference. Uh, she 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 took it old school. Yeah. It would have been really Very funny. If, it also would have been funny. We would have also accepted I am media as she was getting carried back. <laughs> It's been uh, almost a decade of Drake, I realized, with the Unibest. That was 2009. Yeah. Yeah. The recession. A decade of Drake. Uh, How you doing? How am I holding up? Yeah. Me, personally? Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, listen, I haven't <laughs> I haven't gotten a physical in a long time. It's probably taking a toll on me. <laughs> it's been a minute, yeah. though. Yeah. I mean, I guess there is like a question of why, why Drake for this episode. It, I mean, it's perfect timing because nice for what came out 
last weekend. Yeah. And we're having like what feels like the third Drake renaissance of 2018. I'm not really <laughs> sure. They happen every two weeks. I feel like I feel like uh, Glover's music career was always in a weird sort of conversation yeah. with Drake. And so in a way, like it seemed it seemed right that he he chose to spoof Drake and Drake fans above anyone else, you know? Um, I mean, yeah, like, they, they bring it up in almost every interview yeah. he does on each album cycle. It's a good right. point. Yeah. And I think also in a show that is at least ostensibly about the music industry, he is at this point really also, the only <laughs> pop star? I mean, yeah. yeah I until mean, well, Beyonce. The, well, I guess Beyonce tomorrow at Coachella will be back. Yeah, it's but. just kind of like it's like you were saying, Drake is a monopoly. Like there's no there is nowhere on earth to hide from where from Drake. <laughs> like, I don't know. I do I do pretty fine until I, sh- until I showed up to work this morning with you people. <laughs> I was doing all right. Yeah, I was doing- I, I, listen, I listened to nice for what up in the Equinox. Like I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not I'm not a total hater. I'm not a total hater. Listen. My best Drake joke was actually just kind of the the van behavior that most represented what I would do in this situation, which is, Cherry, you alluded to it. She's just in the in the personal wing of the home. And after she goes through the closets, she makes her way into the bathroom and she just starts putting the scents on one by one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I just want to say, like, whoever did the production design on this episode, like, thought through each of the products that Drake would have. It was a bounty on that so shelf. Good. There were so many options. It was just like Aesop's ex- and exactly and right. Like keels and And she's just spraying all of them. It's it's 100 percent what I would do. I would beeline straight for the product counter. My best Drake joke. Uh there is a scene after Van is done wandering the bowels of Drake's mansion. Finds her way to uh, an old man trying to switch the turn the TV on, mm-hmm. like at the, on a recliner, and he's speaking nothing but Spanish. And there's a Mexican flag on like the like you know the desk behind him. I don't know what kind of piece of furniture it was. Anyway, it's not a thing that they acknowledge until like the end of the episode, mm-hmm. really. Again, uh, and she's just kind of like she realizes that uh, he's Drake's abuela father. And then the at the end of the episode, grandfather, yeah. grandfather. grandfather, and at the end of the episode, they're walking down the they're walking down the side of the road, and she just has an epiphany. She's like, "Oh my god, Drake's Mexican," <laughs> which is really funny to me because, like, I also saw immediately after "Nice for What" came out, I saw a tweet that said Drake is Creole now, <laughs> and <laughs> it's really funny because he is in the last year been. Creole. He's been from Peckham. He's been South African, Jamaican, Puerto Rican, Dominican, and now he's Mexican. So I but thought I, that was I really like funny. the other part of that. The other part of that joke is that, like, I, 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 I wasn't completely sure of the interpretation, but I thought that the basic joke structure of the episode is that the edibles all kick in at radically different times, and so for Van. That's the edible kicking in, like, by the time the sun has come up. And then she's like, oh, Drake is Mexican. And she's, like, clearly high after, like, Candace <laughs> and Tammy have already had their, like, supreme high moments. Huh. I, had I, a, I had a third interpretation. Well, I was going to, which I will introduce to the question. Was this actually Drake's house? I've, I would bet that it is not. Yeah. So that, There's so, no way of knowing. Right. So the 
we should point out that the reveal is that Drake's not there, which, by the way, it's great. It's in the scene Micah just mentioned. There's like a wall calendar that just says European and, like, tour. Magic marker, <laughs> and the magic marker in the last two weeks are uh, X'd out. And then they happen upon a room where women are charging, some very enterprising women are charging 20 bucks for a selfie with a poster board cut out of Drake. Again, a thing I would probably do. And then $30. Uh, if you paid thirty dollars, you could get some free Puma slides, also, which the I Fenty yeah, slippers. Is great. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but so Drake's not there, which was pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Though I, I gotta say, if we're, this is the circle of trust, there is at least fifteen percent of me that was just kind of like waiting for Drake to show up on the screen and was like really <laughs> excited about it. And I was just like, I can't wait till Drake shows up. Yeah. Drake's gonna be here. Drake was not there. Uh, I was just really banned for this whole episode. So, but was it his house? Was it his house? I no. I mean, like, there's I. If you were going to, it, I bet that it was just kind of like a, a mansion that, or like they Airbnb some shit or yeah. whatever. Like the two, the two girls that were selling the selfies, yeah. probably set the whole thing because all you need is the Sprinter van, mm-hmm. like some clandestine stuff about like you know you can't know where you're going. Yeah. Don't give out the address. And then just create the mystique of Drake it's around true. the thing. And it's just like, it's any mansion. You also need Drake to not be hosting a party in Vegas for New Year's Eve, which is something that yeah. he has done before as someone who follows Drake's movements. And also the giant billboards on Sunset being like, party with Drake on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. I took the last line as a joke at Van not really putting the pieces together. Partially, maybe also because she's partially high. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Anyway, we still solved very, it. Still very funny. That's great. Yes, we did. We solved it. Drake <laughs> isn't real. Uh, all right. As I mentioned earlier, it's been, this is four episodes now without kind of any forward plot. Mm-hmm. The last time we saw Ern was when Ern and Van broke up really angrily in a weird German, fake German town. Right. With like a creepy wolf character wandering around. We don't really have a huge update on Al's A literal demon. A literal demon. We don't have an update on Al's music career. We don't know what's going next. I'll tell you what's going to happen next. Tell tell me what's going to happen next. Drake is going to hop on a Paperboy remix. (laughs) And Paperboy's going to end up on OVO Sound Radio. Yeah. Uh, His career's going to end because, like, everybody else on OVO Exactly. And then Drake is going to take his laptop. Yeah. So I guess I'm asking. (laughs) (laughs) How are we not writers on this show? Okay, I'm sorry. I think you basically are. I was going to ask you guys a serious question, which is like, do you miss, do you feel like you need to go back and check in on any of those characters? But instead, you're just like pitching spinoffs. So I kind of feel like I know. I mean, no, I like, I I think that you do. I I would like some return to normalcy around like the way that the plot is constructed. But at the same time, I've enjoyed these last couple of episodes. Yeah, I have as well. And at this point, I'm kind of like, I'm still so salty at the Earn character after the breakup and after that very devastating episode that I don't kind of, I don't really care what's up with him. It's fine if he's just like, (laughs) I really don't want to go through that again. He's just like sitting in the backseat of the drive through and I'm, I'm not interested. So (laughs) I, I do feel like it'll be interesting to see how they get back to, to all of them. Cause now we just live in this alternate reality of fake Drake parties. Yeah, well, I mean my dream. That's my dream. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what you're disputing about this. Yeah. So this was, I guess we can call this a non-Drake episode. Yeah. So I think for our last category, we're going to do the non-Drake MVP because, from my eyes, it's very clear that the idea of Drake is the MVP, and it's not fair 
to award it to anyone else. No, but all right. The MVP of the episode, besides the specter of Drake, Charity. It's Van. Van just did such a good job of representing the faction of Drake fandom that I do, I am sympathetic toward and that I do like and find like endearing. (laughs) She is the, I don't know, she's like the arch Drake fan. I just, I like that. I I mean, she is because I, I can speak to that personally. I do think she also, it was a very... It was a great post-breakup, New Year's Eve, none of this matters. It's it's like, you know that situation of yeah. this is supposed to be a special occasion and I'm not in the mood and I don't want to make, I don't want to try at this. Right. And I'm still just trying to get my feelings back together. Mm. Um, again, it's, it's a very relatable feeling presented in the most bizarre way that <laughs> yeah. can possibly be imagined, which is, you know, what this show is very good at. I feel for her. It seems like she's getting it together a little. That's the one thing I would say for her is that it she was a little she didn't take the selfie for one, but it seemed like she was ready to move on by the end of the episode. She was like this isn't real and we got to go now. Yeah. So that's yeah, good, yeah, yeah. I mean right? like if you're talking about the art from like walking in the door yes, and shoving her phone yeah. in the dude's face yeah. and being like totally. where's Drake? I want to take a selfie. Totally. That's true. Yeah. My only concern is that I hope this is not the last we see of Van. Oh, do you mm. suspect? Yeah, it's weird. I, it's The show's relationship to her does feel kind of touch and go. And I in would a way say that I don't. Yeah, I don't in this mad. season, she's been more present in a way. Yeah. Which yeah. is great. But you kind of do want her. Again, it's just kind of we have been far away enough from the quote plot at this point that I am very curious to see how. They'll steer it back together before I think we have four episodes left in this season. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, like it, it's very plausible that like you know they've broken up completely, and then like all of a sudden it's just kind of like you grow apart. Yeah, but they have a kid together. But they so have I a guess. kid together. It's yeah. not like a that she'll be back, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see in what capacity. Right. I'm gonna go next. My non-Drake MVP is pretty quick. It's Gail Bean as Nadine who was the friend who took the gummy and then called the police and (laughs) was just really, and then talked with Darius, was really just a delight. Me and Darius figured out that I am nothing. We're all nothing. It's assimilation, man. It's all fate. That is, wow. Wow. That's concise and... Yeah. I was going to say that mine Mm -hmm. was Darius because I wasn't here to say it was Darius last week. So okay. Darius has been MVP yeah. two two weeks running. Yeah, for me, that conversation about the pool is just really the most perfect version of Darius there could possibly be. It's true, and he didn't really get to be. He was himself last week, and I thought one of the we talked about this a little bit on last week's episode mm-hmm. recapables. The idea that how you know the show is really good is that you put Darius in the Teddy Perkins situation and. He everything that he does makes a lot of sense, even as he's trying to talk the creepy guy down and talk about families, et cetera. He does it earnestly and it completely clicks. Yeah. But he did have to play the straight man a little and he didn't get to be as creative as we might like him to be. Exactly. I I would say creative is one way to put it. (laughs) Uh, Completely uncoupled from reality is is another. (laughs) He's finding a new reality. Well, what is reality anyway? Oh, gosh. Okay, all right. The shadow of Teddy Perkins. (laughs) 
Amanda. No, no. Uh, Amanda, okay, guys. The, the Matrix is telling me that okay. this steak is juicy and delicious. <laughs> Amanda, do you think, do you think, uh, do you think, Amanda, do you think Micah missed an opportunity to declare me the MVP of this episode? <laughs> you know I mean? like maybe just as like a magnanimous gesture since we're, we're separated by offices. I don't see Micah much. We don't have, you know what I mean? Like, I do. We trade in rivalry. Like, I just felt like he kind of missed an opportunity with that one. That's you fine. transcended great personal animus there's to come on this podcast. There's, there is no way that you would ever accept an olive branch from me, though. That's the thing. Or from Drake. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Well, I would accept an olive branch from Micah before Drake. Sure, that's fair. Okay. Well, this was a really inspiring display of uh, friendship and uh, camaraderie and fellowship in Drake today. And I want to thank you, Justin Charity, for overcoming your personal hate to be on this podcast. And thank you, Micah Peters, for your creepy voice work. Thank you. And Young money. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Please play some Drake so these two can stop talking. Thank you, everyone. Everybody we'll talk to you get next your week. Roll on. Everybody get your motherfucking roll on. I know shorty and she doesn't want no slow song. Had a man last year. Life goes on. Haven't let the thing lose, girl, it's so long. You been inside. Know you like to lay low. I've been people what you bring into the table. One last note, our theme song was made by our friends at songfinch.com. Check out Songfinch to turn your stories, memories, and even your feelings into a one-of-a-kind song by professional musicians. It makes the perfect gift for any occasion. That's songfinch.com. I choose you. (laughs) Sacrifice. Great uh, things come from great pain. It's a shrine to, um, you know, Joe Jackson. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh man, Marvin Gaye Senior, Marvin Gaye Senior, Sam Cooke Senior, <laughs> Sammy Davis Senior. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm I'm sure that uh, I mean, like I can imagine. No, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> Um, would you still like the glass of water? <laughs> well, perhaps we'll put it in some Voss and Fiji and... Poland Springs. Poland Springs. Just put it all together for you. We'll be right downstairs in a minute. Wash your hands <laughs> immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat the fries then, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, put some minced fries in there for you. Take them out. Get the honey fries in. Damn. Fuck y'all want for me, mate. Y'all race as hell up in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh.